Hey everyone, my name is Tamar, one of the owners of Tamar's Testimony, but the one true founder and CEO is the most high God, the great I am that I am. I have not said that in a while, and that is a bad sign. We gon' <laughs> we gonna bring that back in the loop, okay? Because the most high, he is the owner of this ministry, and I want to make sure I give him all glory um, unto his name, okay? I know you can see the title, and you might want to get finger happy and be like, girl, blast me, all this stuff. He hear me out, okay? One save, always save. Truth or deceptive? And the, um, what did I say? What, what did I say? The purpose behind this video is not to start an argument or all out Christian war on TikTok. Well, I believe in one save up. I believe this. I believe. Listen, the purpose of this is for you to get understanding of what the word of God says. I'm going to offer you scripture. I'm going to offer you revelation and understanding from the scripture the Holy Spirit gave me. And it's up to you to go to the Holy Spirit and ask, is what the word she's, that's coming out of her mouth, is it truth or is it deceptive? Okay, that's what you need to go do to test what I'm saying. So don't and before before you, if you try to make a duet or a stitch with me in it, because you have the free will to do that. Please understand this. Make sure you consult the Holy Spirit before we do any of that. Because nobody want to be out here looking like a fool. I don't want to be out here looking like a fool. First thing I be when I go to Most High, I try to humble myself. Be like, okay, is there anything wrong with what I'm saying? Let let me know, please. <laughs> Because I don't want you to embarrass me. <laughs> so yeah, let's let's go on with the video. Before commenting, please watch this in its entirety. You know, that's, yeah, you know, give me, give me, give me that grace. Just watch it before you comment. But let's move on. We are saved by grace through faith. Absol absolutely. We are saved by the most horrific and heinous act of sacrifice that happened on a tree where our Savior shed his innocent blood for you and me. And that rhymed. How about that? Matthew chapter 26, verse 28. His blood is remission of our sins. Remission means delivered and, and liberation and freedom. His blood frees you from your sins and my sins and from the way to, from the way to sin, which is death, that everlasting death. We still gonna go to physical death, but that everlasting death that's gonna happen in hell, castle and lake of fire. He saved us from it. That's what his blood did. I'm not arguing that. We are here. Okay, <laughs> so let's continue on. But when you got saved, if you are saved, the most high did not remove your free will. He did not remove your free will. He saved your spirit. He made it holy. He quickened it. He made it alive. But you still have a heart, soul, and mind that needs consecration, that needs some saving too. This is what Paul meant when he said, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. He ain't talking about salvation of the spirit. Christ handled that, but he's talking about the mind because the heart, soul, and mind, they are one. They are the same thing. In the mind, that resides your emotions, your intellect, and your will. This is why the first greatest commandment says to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. Believe that's Matthew chapter 30, um, 22, verse 37. He wants you to love him. He wants you to love him with everything within you, your will. He wants you to love him with your choice and your will. He didn't take that away from you. He wants you to willingly love him. He wants you to willingly deny yourself and give yourself up to him. Okay, so let's continue on as I'm talking about free will and choice. So you have free will and you have choice. So you have the free will to yield to temptation, to resist temptation, to do evil works, to do good works, to disobey and obey, to depart from Christ or to continue to follow him. And this is where it gets tricky for some people. There's no way if people depart from Christ. This is the stance that some people have that that person was never truly saved. But this is what I say. How can you tell me that that person was never truly saved? Were you there when they confessed? That night or that day when they confess to their savior that I am a sinner, I'm broken and contrite about what I've done. Forgive me of my sins. Receive me and Holy Spirit come into me and take ownership of this temple so I could become a son of God. How do you know that they were never truly saved? 
some people say that because of the doctors that's been passed down, but I'm going to break that down. Okay, let's continue to read on some scriptures. Just as Paul, who understood the gift of choice, wrote in the New Testament about believers departing the faith and admonishing the church to still persevere. First Timothy chapter four, verse one. Now the spirit speaketh expressly, the Holy Spirit, that in latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Another one. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 38 through 39. Now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul have no pleasure in him. But we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. And another one, which people say is controversial and people have different meanings of it, but we're going to break that down. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 4 through 6. For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened, and have tasted of the heavenly gift and were made partakers of the Holy Ghost and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the world to come. If they shall fall away to renew them again unto repentance, seeing they crucified to themselves the son of God afresh and put him to an open shame. Now, hear me out now. In order to draw back or fall away, you had to be what? You had to be close to something. In order to depart, you had to be what? You had to be in something. In order to be once enlightened, you had to be enlightened. In order to have tasted the gift, you had to have the gift. Now, I believe the gift in this in the scripture means the gift of salvation or it could possibly be the gift of the Holy Spirit. But Either way, in order to have the gift of salvation or the Holy Spirit, I believe you had to wholeheartedly confess with your mouth that you are a sinner out of broken and contrition. I never seen in the word of God when the most high gives a 30 day free child on salvation. You could try it out, even though you might not be serious in the beginning, but you, you can try it out. You can taste you can taste a heavenly gift. You can have the gift of salvation, even though you're not serious. No, I've never seen that. In order to have received that gift of salvation, you had to be serious in your heart when you confess your sins to the Most High. In order to have been partaker of the Holy Spirit, you had to have had the Holy Spirit. I've never seen once again where the Most High has given that quote-unquote 30-day free child that just gave his Holy Spirit out to anybody if they were not truly wanting him. So this is where I, this is the argument with where they were never truly saved. That's an issue. Because then you're saying basically that the Most High just given his Holy Spirit out to anybody, even if they don't truly want it in the beginning. But I'm going to continue on. The list goes on and on. In addition, look at what Paul carefully wrote. If they shall fall away to renew them again unto repentance. This means the individual was once renewed and living a repentant lifestyle. Who were those people? Saved people, believers, born again believers. But they decided to draw back unto perdition because that was their choice. When you got saved, the Most High did not remove your free will and choice. Right now, even then, some of us right now, we are saved. Some of us right now are written in the book of life. But especially when the time comes when the beast is here, some of us that are saved right now, we are going to leave the faith and we're going to go to the beast. It doesn't mean you right now, if I decide to leave Christ, I can decide right now to just leave Christ. Are you going to tell me that I was never truly saved? All the stuff that I did in his name? I know somebody might, this is what somebody's going to say. Well, you did this in your name. You did this in your name. But that doesn't apply to this. I have the Holy Spirit right now. But I could choose right now to forsake him. Just like Satan, when he was in the heavens where the Most High was at, he saw his glory. He saw the fullness of God. Yet he still chose to forsake God, to forsake the I am. So how much more you, a man or a woman, cannot choose to forsake Christ? It doesn't mean you were never truly saved. You just decided out of your free will. Yeah, I don't want to do this no more. Time's getting a little rough. Now, given there are some people right now that are probably not actually saved. They're probably just professing that they know Christ, but they 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 think that they're saved. I can understand that. But there's some there's some hardcore believers right now 
that are actually saved. And there's going to come a time when some of them are going to depart. But I'm going to continue on. These few scriptures debunk the doctrine of once saved, always saved, because there were believers who were once enlightened and renewed and partakers of the Holy Spirit, but decided to go back to perdition. Essentially, the Most High did not move your free will. You still have a choice. You still have a choice. And I'm, I'm saying this for some believers that might hear this doctrine. You think all is well. There's some people that they know this. Some people, when they believe in this doctrine, they don't use it as an excuse to continue on as sin. But there's some people that do do that. And I got to let you know something. I want to read the scripture. Um, it's first Titus. First Titus. <laughs> is there two Titus? Okay. Titus chapter one, verse, 15, verse 16. Let's read it. They profess that they know God. But in works, they deny him being abominable and disobedient unto every good work reprobate. Now, there's the thing called people say works based salvation. There's the reason why I said in the beginning that that the, that Christ, the most high, his blood delivers us from our sins. Nothing of my works can deliver me of my sins. His blood did that. That's truth. Factual, actual, factual. But it says that they profess to know. I believe they confessed that Jesus Christ is the one true savior. But in works, they deny him. This goes back to James chapter two. Faith without works is dead. James said, even the demons believe. Why would he put that in there? Why would he put that that um why would he put that in that um in that chapter? Or well, they didn't have chapter and verse back then, but why would he put that in that letter if it didn't have nothing to do with salvation? Because what's the difference between you and the demons? They can't get into the kingdom of God, but you can. So I believe James put that in it to let you know they believe that Jesus Christ is the Savior. But in works, in works, in works, they deny him. They go against him. In works, you can deny and go against Christ. That is what he's looking, that's what he's looking at. Your works. Does your works match your belief and faith in Jesus Christ? I'm saying this because there's some people, there's probably somebody right now thinking all I had to do was confess Jesus as my savior. And that's it. That's it. That's all there is to it. But I'm telling you, that's not all that it is to it. Your works got to match your faith in Christ. Your fruit got to match your faith in Christ. Do you have the fruit of the spirit? Is it evident on you? Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1 through 2. Let's read it right quick. And before I read it, I want to go back to the first greatest commandment. You have to follow the commandments, the two greatest commandments. The most high in his grace, he decided to basically minimize it in two greatest commandments for us. You know, with the ten, with the uh, commandments in Exodus chapter 20, he's so gracious to do that, you know, because if you're doing the first, if you're doing the first greatest commandment, then you can do the second greatest commandment. You know, it just, it's like a chain. But the first greatest commandment, Matthew chapter 22, verse 37. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind. Love is an action. That word is agape, and we see that in John chapter 3, verse 16. You probably know it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. I can't finish the rest right now. I always focus on that part right there. How do we know that he loved us? He gave sacrifice. Agape is sacrificial love. So he wants you to love him. What are you giving up? You are giving up your mind. You giving up your will. Ephesians chapter five, verse one through verse one and two. Let's read it right quick. Be therefore followers of God as dear children. Verse two, and walk in love. Now, when people hear this, they probably think, oh, love, peace, joy, and happiness. It's just butterflies and unicorns and rainbows. That's not the love he's talking about. He gonna tell you what love he's talking about. Walk 
in love as Christ also has loved us. And it's going to explain how Christ walked in love, this love we're supposed to walk in. And have given himself sacrifice, have given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling savior. So you're supposed to do the same thing. You're supposed to give yourself up as an offering and sacrifice. You go back to Romans chapter 12, verse one. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. For that is your reasonable service. What Paul did, all he did was reiterate the first greatest commandment worded differently. When he says to offer yourself as a sacrifice, it don't mean literally go get on a <laughs> um some some stones and just light yourself up. No, calm down. <laughs> what it means is to sacrifice your complete man. What soul instruments um what soul instrument operates a complete man? Your mind. So he's saying the same thing in the first greatest commandment. And why he wants you to sacrifice your mind? Why does the most high want us to sacrifice our mind? Because that's where my intellect, my, my emotions, my thoughts, and my will is at. He wants your will. He wants you to freely give up yourself to him and follow his commandments, follow his teachings. So that's for anybody that might hold on to this doctrine, but have but the reason they're holding on to this doctrine is thinking that that's all I got to do. Believe Jesus is dead. Go church on Sunday. No, that's not it. Please don't be deceived. This, don't be deceived. Please don't be deceived. There's another thing I wanted to um, add into this. I, I was getting I was getting aside about let the Holy Spirit flow. Um, Revelation chapter 22, verse 18 through 19. Now, this is what you got to understand. You saved right now. Your name is written in the book of life. Even Paul in this scripture, um, I'm going to put it up here. When he's talking about his fellow brethren and his labor workers, fellow brethren uh, working as laborers, Clement and them, that they're written in the book of life. Now, they were alive, alive and in the faith. I'm alive and I'm in the faith. You alive and you possibly in the faith, too. So we written in the book of life. But the most high can remove you from the book of life. Did you know that? If you add unto it, you add plagues. But if you take from the word of God. He can remove your he can remove you from the book of life. But in order to be removed from the book of life, you had to be written in the book of life. So even with this, with the once saved, always saved. This people that saved right now. But if they remove some stuff from the word of God, he can remove your name out of there. So I think when we say that like, it's once saved, always saved, I think what plays a part in this is probably the wording. People say, um, they say we could lose our salvation. I wouldn't say it's losing it. Like it's lost and found. Like, I don't know where it's at. I lost it. I don't know where it's at. No, I think it's actually you giving it up. You can give it up. You can say, I don't want this no more. Most I know you to deliver my sins. You, you delivered me from the way to sins. But I I like the sinful lifestyle. I don't want to go back to it. You probably just think that's crazy. Like, why would somebody do that? Well, why would Satan go do what he did? <laughs> that's just how some people are. That's their free will of choice. But don't don't say I I, I I don't like that argument saying, well, they were never truly saved because who are you? Were you there when they confessed? Were you present? Did the Holy Spirit himself, did he will he 100 percent back up you saying that they were never truly saved? If he will not, don't say that. Even in Second Thessalonians, chapter two, verse three, this is another um, scripture. It's, it's coming. It's coming to me. I meant to say this when I was talking about um, first Timothy chapter four, I believe that the great falling away is going to happen. That great falling away is not people that was never in the faith. No. What are they falling away from? The faith. That means they had to be in the faith, y'all. 
So that's why I put once safe, always safe, truth or deceptive. It's deceptive. And I'll explain why in here, like, why it's deceptive. But um, I find it interesting that most high kind of turns into to, to teaching. I mean, it, it was kind of like a quote unquote teaching, but have his he had his way. Now, um, prayerfully, you got understanding from this. I offer the scripture. I offer the revelation or the understanding of the scripture. But it's still up to you to go before the most high. And say, I heard her say this. I heard Tamar Mudum lips and say this scripture and say this scripture and say this scripture. But what are you saying about this scripture? Is what she said truth? Do you back up what she said? If you do, I'll follow it. If you don't, I won't follow it. That's what you need to do. But do that before you make any stitch, before you make any duet, before you comment and say, well, you're wrong or all that. We got to be slow to type on this internet. Hear from somebody that used to be prideful. I was the type of Christian on here. If I saw something like they couldn't go to the court to the word of God, I was private on both of them. Like, oh, that ain't right. That ain't right. You wrong. You wrong. It says this. It says this. He struck me with James chapter four, verse six. God opposed the proud and haughty, but give grace unto the humble. I was in opposition of this most high God because I was prideful. I was prideful. Just go before him. First things first, go before him. Even if you, even if you feel like you a hundred percent right, still go before him. Is there any chance, Most High, because I just don't want to get around. Is there any chance that what I believe in is deceptive? Let me know. That's what I had to do. And I still got to do it. Um, but yeah, y'all, there is going to be believers. Believers that actually were believers. That chose, that chose to leave. That chose to, that will choose to leave the Most High. Especially when these times get rough, you right now thinking somebody right now that probably believes in this doctrine. Once saved, always saved. My mom once saved, always saved. I'm always saved. And you might be the very one that forsake Christ. And would it be fair to me to come up to you and say you were never truly saved? Then Christ ain't never delivered you from your because sal salvation. What salvation is Him saving you from your sins? I can't I can't come to you and say, well, you were never you never received salvation. Then you were never saved because there's just no way you could just forsake him like that. That's opinionated. That ain't true. But yeah, um, that's that's I did a lot of talking to this one. <laughs> Seems like it's going to be two parts. But yeah, um, this is something that the most high wanted me to speak about. And I spoke about it. Fairfully is right. Understanding to somebody. Um, feel free to talk to me. Anything. If you got a. Whatever, whatever you give me, whatever you, if you go against this, what I'm saying or what's being spoken, just give me scripture. I don't want us to be talking and talking and talking. Just give scripture and context so we can have good dialogue. But if there ain't no scripture and we just saying, da, 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 no, I don't want to enter. I don't want to entertain that. <laughs> but I love y'all and I pray that somebody, at least one soul, got understanding from this video. One soul. And I'll be ever so happy, <laughs> but I'll just be happy and content with just pleasing him. Okay. Love y'all. Bye.